HabitShare is an app that I use every day. If you're not using HabitShare, go ahead and install it, iOS or Android. It's free. It's one of my go-to favorite apps that I use to create and track habits each day that you just read on your phone on HabitShare that basically say your self-talk statements. And what that's going to do is that's going to train the positive voice inside your head, the neutral voice inside your head, and you're going to be feeding the positive and the neutral and starving the negative, which is what we want to try to do. Full disclosure, HabitShare is not a financial supporter of this podcast, but it's a great app that I use daily, and I just want to share it with you. Now on to today's episode. This is the Resilience Podcast 359. I'm Cecil Ledesma recording live from Austin, Texas. It's so beautiful here. It's Wednesday, June 8th. A magnitude 6.7 earthquake became known as the Northridge Earthquake. Erupted throughout the West San Fernando Valley at 4.31 a.m. January 17th, 1994. San Fernando Valley is in Southern California. The ground violently shook for what seemed like an eternity. Woke thousands of angelenos, driving the city of angels into a nightmarish frenzy. I know. I was living in the valley at that time. I survived that earthquake. And by the time the sun began to rise, the impact of the Northridge earthquake was incalculable. Total of 466 fires scattered around the city. In my best estimate, it was a real war zone. Throughout the day and then into the night, there was something like 10,000 recorded aftershocks. The quake killed more than 60 people, injured more than 9,000, and damaged around $20 billion. That was 28 years ago. And I still think of that morning. Vividly remember images, sights, and sounds of communities that held on to hope and held on to each other tightly. The Northridge earthquake was the catalyst for us to leave California. We were just starting a family at that time, and we decided it just wasn't an ideal place to raise a family where the ground shook all the time. In a little over 12 months since the earthquake struck, we had an opportunity to get into the publishing business clear across the country to Massachusetts in the Northeast. We didn't have a lot of money at that time, so we decided that we were going to just simply move ourselves and drive across the country with all our earthly belongings in the back of a moving truck, which also happened to be towing our car. On our way, we decided we were going to visit for a couple of days and stay with friends in New York City. The morning we planned to say goodbye to our gracious hosts is when I looked outside and noticed that our moving truck towing our car with all our belongings was gone. Somebody in the middle of the night came along and their action 
forever changed my family. Physically losing everything in your life brings out every emotion you can possibly imagine. But the lesson here is hardly about loss, but of redemption, of survival, of transformation. For years, I imagined a world where everything we lost was found again. And then opening my eyes and seeing the world come true. That world never happened as hard as I had hoped. It never happened. You see, it was never about the loss, but a redemption and the resilience to rise above, build again, start from scratch and start over. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't just forget. And I sure as hell couldn't just forgive. However, I had to act differently than how I felt if I wanted to move on. I've seen a lot of incredible people stopped by an unwillingness to let go of a past that doesn't help them. You see, forgiveness means giving up hope for a better past. And that's the truth, isn't it? There's nothing you can do about the past. There's nothing you can do to undo it or to change what's already been done. And yet somehow, this is the area that people struggle most within their lives. The thing that is hardest for people is to recognize the immutability of that fact. There's nothing you can do. It's done and gone forever, and there's no way to get it back. And the key in your life is to understand that that's fine, that you're going to learn from what happened, that you're going to grow and get better, and that living your life in the past is stopping you from having a future. Every new beginning comes from some of the beginning's end. It was never about the loss, but a redemption of transformation. If you can accept that, if you can literally close the door on your past, if you can accept it's never going to get better, if you can accept that part of what makes you a beautiful human being is that a horrible thing that happened to you or that horrible thing that you did or the thing that you think there's no way you could ever be forgiven for. There's no one to forgive you but you. And the only thing you need to realize in order to give yourself that forgiveness is to understand that nothing is ever going to make it any different. But in the way that you think you can make it better, just by reframing that, by reframing what's happened, by asking yourself a very simple question, how was that bad thing that happened to you actually the best thing that ever happened to you? And if you can take control of that situation, and really look into it and understand that, that something has come or something can come that is great, that makes you stronger, that makes you better. And that the fortitude to look at that thing, the fortitude to find in that pain something beautiful, something that makes you a better person, something that allows you to 
help other people, then you really can free yourself from being bound by the past and turn into something new. Close the door on something so that you can really go somewhere new. And in the discovery of that new you, in the discovery of the new place that you can go, in the discovery of something new and better for yourself, you realize that you are writing that future. And once you realize that you're writing your future, once you realize that you can help other people, once you realize that you can take control of all that mental baggage and turn it into something positive, that literally the bricks that weighed you down can be the bricks of which you build something new, then you will go on to do something incredible. Then you will go on to help other people. Then you will lift other people up and be able to do something that brings beauty to this world. But first, you have to forgive. First, you have to understand that you're never going to have a better past. But you can definitely have a better future. But first, you must forgive and take that first step in faith. Remember, we can do hard things. Absolutely, positively, guaranteed. From the Resilience Podcast, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you real soon. Hey, I'll see you next time, and thank you so much for tuning in. That about wraps it up. But before you jump off, two quick things, actually uh, three. One, I've always wanted to author the conversation on resilience and mental health because as a very proud Navy father, these topics affect me personally. And as you go about your day, be sensitive and be kind always for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you probably know nothing about. Your life is a gift and it's precious to me. And thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we can have a conversation is amazing. I feel very honored to be in your ears right now and that you spend a portion of your morning, noon, or night with me. And whether this is the first podcast you've listened to or you've been a loyal listener, I just want to say thank you. And last, please, I would be honored if you checked out my website at CecilLedesma.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter at Cecil Ledesma. Peace.